You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Mino Line Media presents Business of the Beat. Hi, I'm Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and I am a founder, brand builder, entrepreneur, and believe in the mantra, Carpe Diem. I created this podcast, Business of the Beat, through my own experience as a beauty executive to talk about, tell stories, and highlight the business of beauty through conversations with beauty and wellness entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beat. Five years ago, I was at the school, so I'm still like, what is happening here? And I go inside and they're like giving the instructions. Well, you can't go this way. The metal detectors, you know, because it's basically like a juvenile type of school. And so they're giving all the rundown. And I'm like, oh, I know. Like, we can't do this, can't do that. And they're like, how do you know that? They're like, you know somebody that goes here? And I was like, no, I went here. They were like, what? Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, and welcome to Business of the Beat. Today's guest is Kim Roxy, the CEO and founder of Lamique Beauty. But before we get started, don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and we love to hear from you. All right, everyone. Southern Belle, seasoned makeup artist, licensed esthetician, and member of Cosmetic Executive Women, Kim Roxy experienced firsthand how women of color have been overlooked in the clean beauty market. That's why she created Lamique Beauty, the first Black-owned clean makeup brand to be carried by Ulta Beauty. Roxy has received numerous awards, including the Barack Obama and Joe Biden Lifetime Achievement Award for Community Service, one of the Houston Business Journal's 40 Under 40, one of the Innovation Map Awards Top Founder Under 40, one of the American Business Journal's most influential young executives, and one of the 30 Black Stars by Face to Face Africa. The city of Houston formally named June 23rd as Kim Roxy Day in her honor. Kim, oh my goodness. Welcome to Business of the Beat. I am so happy to have you as a guest today. I am so happy to be here as I put my makeup on and get ready just for you. <laughs> I'm like, luckily, I have my amazing Lamique brushes, so I am ready to go. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm so glad you're here. We have to start with the fact that you have an entire day named after you. I mean, it is amazing. It's incredible. And June 23rd... The city of Houston formally named that as Kim Roxy Day. Can we start there? Tell me about that. We can start right there. Um, <laughs> I am just, I, I didn't even know that you could even have a day named after you. 
until it really happened. I got that day named after me because of the work that I do in Houston, where I'm from, in my hometown. Everybody knows, you know, Beyonce, Lizzo, Megan Thee Stallion, all the good girls are from Houston, but, you know, also Kim Roxy. And so because of the work that I do here, I'm a big community person. I really get involved. I've raised like a half a million dollars for uninsured Black women to get mammograms in Houston with an organization called The Rose. I've been involved with community service projects here, domestic violence. I ran a makeup studio in Houston for 14 years. So for me, any issue that my customers had, I had, I took issue with that. And because of that, I ended up getting my own day from the mayor. I love that. And it is so well-deserved. And I like how you say, like, I'm one of the good girls too. Like we are all out here doing so much to contribute. And let's go back because in order for you to be such a servant to others and to say, I want to take time out of running my own studio, doing the things that I want to do, giving back is so ingrained in you. So let's go back. You grew up in Houston. Tell us about your childhood. Tell us everything about you. (laughs) Yeah, so I grew up on the south side of Houston. And for me, growing up in Houston was a new place for my family. So my family um, migrated here from Mobile, Alabama, the origination of Mardi Gras. I just want to put that out there. Um, But Duly noted. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) But they uh, migrated to Houston and I was the first born in Houston. Um, So for my parents, Um, This was a new start for them. This is where they're going to build their family. And my parents worked at the post office. They actually both retired from the U.S. Postal Service. And I know for me, my parents put me in piano lessons. My dad is a minister, a Baptist minister. And I believe he put me in piano lessons just so I could be the musician um, at the church. And but I did that and I matriculated in that area But then when I was in high school at 16, I was actually kicked out of high school for an altercation that I had with someone else in the school. And that totally just turned my world upside down. I was expelled from school. I ended up having to go to alternative school. And that's where I was disrupted with the information that I would not probably grow up to be a productive citizen because now I'm labeled at risk. And that was a place where I think like hitting that hard spot happened for me. And I remember being really frustrated, really upset because I felt like everything had just like turned on me. And the setting I was in was trying to turn me into something that I wasn't. If I was to say it that way, I was like, I just made a mistake. Like, that's what I was always thinking. I just made a mistake. But that misstep Uh, landed me somewhere where I didn't feel like I belong. But to me, like looking back, it was probably everything that I needed to become who I am. And so after being kicked out from high school and being in an alternative school, one day one of my teachers said to me, Kim, you're coming in here so frustrated. You keep talking about you don't belong here. She was like, well, you need to write down your goals and say where you belong. If you think you don't belong here so much, you need to write down your goals, write down your one-year goal, write down your five-year goal. And so at 16, I wrote down my one-year goal. I just want to be accepted into college because people were telling me that nobody was going to accept me into a good college or anything like that. And so I just put down, I just want to be able to go to college. And then my second, my five-year goal was I couldn't even see past the clouds 
and I just wrote down that I just want to be successful. Well, a year later, I get accepted into my dream school, Clark Atlanta University, and I ended up going to Clark Atlanta University and ended up graduating um, from Clark Atlanta University. Five years later, my goal was just to be successful. And as soon as I graduated from college, I took out a lease in the mall and opened up my own makeup shop. And so five years later, I hit that goal. And it's not just that I knew that, somebody else had to see it, right? So I get a letter in the mail when I opened up my store, maybe about two months after opening it up, I get a letter in the mail for a career day. I go to the career day. I'm driving up to the career day. I'm like, this address sure does look familiar. Come to find out, I drive up to the alternative school that I went to. Oh my gosh. So I drive up there. I get up there. I'm like, starting to think I'm being pranked on because I'm still like five years. <laughs> five years ago, I was at the school. So I'm still like, what is happening here? And I go inside and they're like giving the instructions. Well, you can't go this way. The metal detectors, you know, because it's basically like a juvenile type of school. And so they're giving all the rundown. And I'm like, oh, I know. Like, we can't do this, can't do that. And they're like, how do you know that? They're like, you know somebody that goes here? And I was like, no, I went here. They were like, what? I was like, isn't that why you probably asked me to come? They were like, no. They were like, some of the girls from the school have been going to the mall because the mall that I was at was only like 10 minutes away from the alternative school. And they were like, they come in there, they went to that makeup shop inside of there and they were saying that they want to be that when they grow up. They want to work in a place like that. And I was like, oh, I was like, I own, like, that's my place. They were like, what? So they took me around the whole school. I spoke to every student wow. um, that were in the pods there, um, in the classrooms. And they said that they never, the students and the teachers and the staff said they never had anybody who actually attended the alternative school to come back there for career day. That was the moment when those kids were looking at me saying, you're successful, I want to be you, that five years ago I was sitting in their seat. So that's my childhood. Oh my gosh, Kim, I am... I'm so emotional. Like as you were talking, I was getting chills. I was like fighting back the tears. Um, and it's so powerful, right? Whenever we know that mistakes happen. And I always think about how fast something can happen that can change your life and our ability to recover from that, to move on, to dig deep. And it also centers around having someone challenge you, having someone to say like, okay, you say it every day. Now let's talk about what you're going to do instead of. And there's so much power in manifestation. There's so much power in allowing yourself to write down your goals and then creating opportunities to live out those goals. And I, I can't even imagine that moment of walking back. And, and especially when people are saying, you were here, you're never going to do this, you're never going to do that. And you overcame not just going to college, but creating your first business. And and weren't you like 21 or something when you did that and you had $500 to start? <laughs> Absolutely. I was 21 and my mom gave me $500 because she believed. And I saved up $9,500 from my part-time job from working in college at the makeup counter. And that's how I opened up my store. And that was my beginning. And I just always try to encourage people to like, because I know there's probably mothers listening, fathers, aunts, uncles, like if your kids make a mistake, don't label them for what they've done. If you know what I mean, as much as we want our kids to like do well, do well, make all A's, do this, do that. Sometimes things happen. But now looking back, 
I wouldn't have been able to stand up in front of those other kids and maybe inspire them to know that they can make it out of this because people don't realize a lot of times when you're put in environments like that, you're served so much negativity and you're considered bad and everything. And then you become that. And so to come out of that type of environment and not become what you're told is like you explained, is pretty transformational. And so I just love to encourage people that like my mom, my dad never addressed me the way that even that environment was addressing me. And I think that helped save me. Well, absolutely. And and I think about um, Troy Alexander, who was on the podcast and he has Troy Skincare. And he talked about his stepfather saying, like, you're never going to make it. You're going to go to jail one day and having that ingrained. And he ended up in jail. And, you know, we can listen to that podcast and we can hear his story of how he overcome. But so much of it is environment. And how do we get out of our environment? How do we say kind words to balance what someone else may be saying and and own that. And you really have shown the power in words and the power in belief. And when you think about that experience, like, you know, I worked in the mall. I worked in Tippecanoe Mall at Purdue. (laughs) The mall is such a fun place. I can't imagine, like, even the girls that came and visited and then went back. Like, what a great place to start a business because you have consumerism all around you. So pick up there. You've now started your, your first business. What came next? What came next was me trying to figure out how to get customers inside of there because <laughs> I I didn't know anybody. I spent my last money opening up the store. So for me, when I opened up, I was like, wait, where are my customers? So I went down to the food court. Like you said, consumerism is everywhere. So I went down to the food court, grabbed customers from there, walked them down to my makeup shop to convince them to let me do their eyebrows or do their makeup and all of that. And um, that's where that's where it began for me. And then Hurricane Katrina happened. And that's where my influx of customers came. All of these people migrated to Houston for a place of refuge and they came to the mall to go shopping. And that's that was my first, how can I say, confrontation with finding out that Terrible things can happen for a time of catapulting for others. Because if Hurricane Katrina, if that influx of people would not have come to Houston, that makeup shop I had would have never survived. They literally made my business. And so that's why when the pandemic happened, which I know we'll fast forward to later, I knew I could survive it because I I saw where Hurricane Katrina happened and made my makeup shop what it was and ended up putting me in a position where I ran it for 14 years. Wow. You know, it's really interesting because there's been so much said about the pandemic, right? And we talk about the bad things that happened. And we always, it, you always feel bad when you want to think about the good that happened because so many people were suffering and there was so much loss. And the same with Hurricane Katrina. And to your point, you had overcome adversity, really, like early on from high school. And then to have this opportunity to be impacted, but to say, like, wait a second, 
that actually helped save my business. And that saving grace came, you know, the people that migrated, having new customers, but there's always so much tenacity that happens as an entrepreneur and trying to figure out new ways to capitalize your business, to grow your business. And sometimes in the wake of tragedy, those moments like you found can actually catapult us in the, into the next phase of where we're supposed to be. So even as you bring up the pandemic, so you've run this business 14 years, you now say, okay, wait a second, I have an idea. I've been doing this. And now I'm going to move into another phase of business. And I have to ask, were you trained because you were pulling people doing eyebrows? Like, where did your training come from in the wake of saying, now I'm going to evolve into something else? So for me to open up the makeup shop, I had worked at the makeup counter when I was in college. That was my training ground for being able to work with people. That's all the training I had there. But I knew I had fell in love with making women feel good about themselves. And in Houston, we did not have a place where women that looked like me, brown, black women could come where their beauty was celebrated and and all of that. And I knew I could I, I could do that here. And then when I got the epiphany in 2017, 2018, that there was more. I feel like God was really just pulling me to more. I had ran that makeup shop had my own day in Houston, done a lot of good work, giving back, all of that stuff. And then I was like, wait, but people are talking about, we need clean sort of, you know, paraben-free, talc-free makeup. During this time, my mom had developed metastatic breast cancer. She had passed away. Um, she wore makeup every single day when I was young, all of that. And I was like, looking at the links and the studies between you know, parabens and breast cancer and all this stuff. And I said, I want to create a paraben-free, talc-free makeup line that I wish my mom had. And so that's when I was like, okay, I've got to close this store. Great, fully functioning store, but i got to close it to figure out how to launch this makeup brand because I literally was waiting on somebody else to do it. Like I was like, you know, some line will come out and we'll just use that and you know no big deal but nothing was coming out and i really felt that huge calling that it was for me to do it i had ended up meeting my chemist um who had retired from estee lauder and he i was connected with him in houston he had started building his manufacturing facility in houston he started off with a little office park office um, and now he's in a 55,000 square foot manufacturing facility, manufacturing a lot of the brands that folks are wearing right now. Yes. Um, and, and he's like my best friend. So my thing was, I had the way to do it. I had the experience working with women every day. I had all the, the components and I was like, Kim, you, you just gotta go do it. So I went out to Austin, Texas. I got in a accelerator out there because I knew to launch nationally for me because I didn't have, you know, big funding or anything like that, that it was, it was going to have to launch online e-commerce. So 2018, 2019, I was in Austin, Texas, working on building the business, getting it ready for e-commerce. And I was thinking South by Southwest 2020, I'm going to launch, you know, the brand and everything. 
And as we all know, March 2020, what happened? So I was set to launch South by Southwest got canceled, but I was launching online. So it's okay. I can still launch. And like all of us, we didn't know what was going on. So I was like, well, I have a big launch event in the summer of 2020. Like I was just, I was thinking. And so I turned on my camera on Friday nights on Facebook. Uh, the first Friday in April, I turned on my camera and I said, you know, I'm just going to show women how to be able to do their own makeup and release the brand and just talk about it. And I did. And that was the start of everything. And I went from selling my products on Facebook on Friday nights, which I still do to this day, to now we just launched on HSN. And uh, so that's like the the part that's like <laughs> mind blowing, but just, that just happened starting where I was. Well, Kim, oh my goodness. First of all, even connecting the pieces when we talk about sadness and we talk about loss and how in every moment of loss, you've been able to create something out of it that becomes very powerful. And thinking about your mother and your loss there and, and saying like, okay, out of this loss, I'm now going to create something and I'm not gonna wait for somebody to do it for me. In the same way you didn't wait for somebody to save you from the alternative school. You had to dig in and you had to save yourself and you had to create a way. And when you think about the moments in life where people touch you, now having this 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 best friend who who would have known coming out of Estee Lauder and creating manufacturing in Houston to help you along the way. And I think we can all shout and brag that you're the first black owned clean makeup brand to be carried by Ulta. So even as we fast forward to HSN, we gotta give props there as well, which is phenomenal to think about this young girl getting kicked out of school, being told that she has to go to an alternative school for one mistake, overcoming that, setting goal after goal after goal, and then breaking all of these barriers. And so even thinking about your first Friday <laughs> in April, where there's a will, there's a way in saying, even though we don't know what's going on, I'm going to launch this, I'm gonna start selling. And then all of the steps from Ulta to 13 Loon to JCPenney and even HSN. So talk about what that was like when you got that call, when you said, oh my goodness, I'm now expanding to TV. Oh my goodness. I had done the big find and I had got the big find ticket and it was a year in the making. It was definitely not easy. If you've ever dealt with, you know, Home Shopping Network, QVC, it was not easy for the onboarding process, just all of the things that went into it. And I also, when you're running a business at the same time, you're probably doing a couple of different things at one time. And so with all of the things that we're working on, I'm a part of Brain Trust Founder Studio and, you know, they keep us really busy and uh, I love it. And they provide so much opportunity for us. And I say that because, you know, being in my position, I'm balancing a lot of different things still to try to stay on track. You're juggling a lot. And so, and I'll say this because I just like to keep it real because, you know, I think that's the part that helps people too, is that I had what, about two or three different, two different air dates. It was the third one that we ended up doing. So we had an air date. We didn't make that date because we still had some things going on for getting 
all of our testing done and all of that because all that has to be done to be on the network. And then finally, I got the date um, December 29th, which is actually my mom's birthday. And I remember getting that date and, and thinking, oh, it's going to happen on that day. And again, looking back, I'm so happy that those other dates did not work because for one, the studios were closed because of COVID. So even in 2022, you couldn't go inside the HSN studio. They didn't open up their studios until September, October. So if I would have hit those other dates, I wouldn't have been in studio. We wouldn't have had that same magic. And so that date, it was for it to happen. So just the delay was, was the destiny. And yes. so that happened. And so the date came up. And we ended up hitting 136% achievement rate. When we went to in, we did like double, you know, what the plans were for us um, to do that night. Um, we ended up going back just about um, a week or so ago, a little over a week ago. And we went back and we did well again. And it's just a dream come true in a lot of different ways. Because remember, I started from having a makeup shop, working with women every single day. I worked seven days a week. I worked in and out. I have helped thousands upon thousands of women with makeup and beauty and their eyebrows. And so to be there in front, helping millions of people at one time was just a dream come true. Oh, Kim, I'm such a believer in divine divinity, divine interaction, divine moments. I believe that things happen when they're supposed to and that there's so much meaning in a date and an interaction and a time. And even when you think about that date, I remember we were all on the studio side, like so excited, everybody get ready for the 29th. People were coming back from vacation, like just so ready to support. And we felt like we were there with you whenever you got the news of how well it was and your next air date, everybody was so excited. And it's because you have spent so much time pouring into others. You pour into other founders, you pour into the community. And I really think that at the end of the day, like that's what makes the difference because we can do so many different things. But when people can really say how you've touched them, how you changed their lives, like that ties it all in together. And I love the quote that you, that you use, beauty is revealed and not applied. Um, and that's really so smart because some people get so caught up in beauty that we miss the real beauty of beauty. And so talk about that because it's part of your packaging story and it's so important. Yes. And it's a part of my overall package. Look, I am a girl who, okay, I have, I have a gift for doing eyebrows. And when my eyebrows started talk about loss when I started to experience hair loss on my eyebrows hair loss on my scalp I was diagnosed with a form of alopecia with actually a couple forms of alopecia and it caused hair loss and that was like my calling card right my eyebrows not growing it, I mean that's something people know you for they come to you for and then that's something that you cannot sort of use as your calling card so Beauty is revealed, not applied. It's all about the fact that sometimes and every time you might start off with something and then might lose it. Does that mean that you lost, you know, your beauty? Like I think about beauty being revealed as something that the more you show up, the more you speak, 
I think for, I mean, Kendra, I'm not just saying this, but I think you're a great example of this too, is that like the more we get, the more we see more of you, the more we hear from you, the more we see your actions, the more your beauty is revealed to us. And I think that's what beauty is revealed, not applied is about. It's the fact that, you know, I actually, you know, encourage people to continue to show up, continue to, to, to do, continue to be heard, use your voice. Like that's the more people see your beauty and it's not the makeup that's making you beautiful. It's actually you sharing more of who you are that helps us realize your beauty. And so as a person who, um, you know, deals with hair loss and sort of is always a reminder every morning when I wake up, when I look at my head, when I look at my eyebrows, you know, that is it it has to be more to this it can't just be that i look like somebody else and that's beauty no this must what be what beauty is too and then on that inside and i think it's just it's just about revealing that because i know we always talk about it's about what's on the inside not on the outside and all of that and that is so true but if you don't let the out if you don't let the inside come out then we'll never know Wow. If you don't let the inside come out, then we'll never know. And it's so true. It's like, what holds us back from greatness? What holds us back from ourselves? What holds us back? And I, I, I often think about the celebration of others. You know, it's there's so much to be said about envy and about what other people have. And I was reading something and I was like genuinely so happy and I stopped and I said a prayer and I was like, wow, thank you, God, for letting me see the goodness and have so much like happiness. And it was so great because we think about what's meant for us is meant for us. And so I think that, you know, when people talk a lot about beauty, this and beauty, that, and I'm like, if that's what you think of beauty, then you've missed it. The products are the catalyst for everything that we want to create and how we want to see people in their most beautiful state. And we also think about, you talk about alopecia. And as, as women, so much has been placed upon us. You know, we look at things like hair and, and eyebrows and all of those things. And to be able to say, I'm going to rise above that, you know, it really takes so much. And it's, and I feel like it's something that we all constantly have to work on because it's easy to get pulled another way. And so if our foundation is right, then we can kind of keep, Keep moving and keep growing. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why I say I deal with it on a constant basis. I, you know, sometimes people look at me like, you're so confident. And I'm like, I am right now in this moment, at this minute, at this second. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I have to deal with, you know, reminding myself and, and someone feeding me and saying something kind to me. That's why the compliments, the kindness, the love, actually Lamique stands for as an acronym that stands for love and makeup and kindness, because, you know, that love and that kindness that you remind other people of and you give it to them, you never know people, why people need it or, or they needed it when they heard it from you. And I failed to mention that I did get my aesthetics license and that's my whole thing around doing eyebrows, and all of that. But I also will say that when you work so intimately with people in people's personal space like you do when you're doing their eyebrows doing their makeup and all of that that love and kindness you'll understand how powerful that is i never forget i um, had a customer who came inside of my makeup shop one time and she was pissed off she was upset she had such an attitude that i was kind of like well, why are you coming here <laughs> like what you doing here you know like and so 
she was kind of like, I was like, can I show you something? And she was like, well, you can go ahead. And it was like, you know, it was almost like I'm doing her favorite kind of thing. And I was like, and something in me was like, just do it anyway. Like just fight through that. Just love on her like she's your homegirl or something. And I did that. Come to find out, I showed her the mirror because um, I basically did like what I would charge for. I did it for free for her because I just felt in my spirit that that was just the right thing to do. And I gave her the mirror and, and tears started to form in her eyes. And I was like, bracing myself and she was like you don't understand she was like I apologize she was like I know I've been mean to you and you'd have done my makeup anyway you know do this and that she was like I'm going through a divorce I've been married for this amount of time he's leaving me you know like tell him you know tell me these things and to be honest those type of things and those things that I heard were not one-offs that happened pretty often where people will share themselves with me and so I think that even looking back and seeing how she said she had suicidal thoughts walking into that mall and how that love that I showed her reversed some of that. It, it just was like, it's like mind boggling that that could be that powerful, but it is. And so for me, I think that I have my own struggle, like I said, and, and I say struggle because I'm not going to act like I still don't grieve my hair sometimes. I'm not going to front for people or anything like that. So I like to just say that sometimes my own struggle with dealing with different things that I have going on. And, and it's just it's just like that love and that kindness that people show just makes a difference. And uh, I just want, you know, I, I love to just remind people that even though I might be in this position or what have you, like I still deal with the same thing. Sometimes I'm wondering like, why am I the face of a beauty company? But there's a purpose for that. And showing up on HSN with my ball head, you know, showing up on every other platform. Yes. Um, it, it has a purpose. Oh, it has such a purpose. And it is so beautiful. And I think with all of us, it's like we all have something, right? Everybody does. And so it's showing up with a purpose, being confident, those little acts of kindness, just that story, because so often people are reacting to things that have nothing to do with us. Like people are frustrated, they're angry, and we think that it's us. And it, nine times out of 10, it has nothing to do with you. It has to do with something that that person is experiencing. And so in that moment, you looked outside of your ego, outside of yourself, and you said, I'm going to be the good kind person I can be. And we have to be careful to not let people turn us into people that we're not. If we're good, kind people all the time and someone comes into our space and has that much power over us, then we also have to check ourselves because we have to continue to live in grace and kindness and harmony. And so I love that story. And just to think by you taking time to extend love and kindness, you really did have such an impact on her life. And we have to be really careful because people are just so fragile and we're seeing so much of that now. And we don't even know the power of our words, of our actions and how that can impact other people. And I'm always like, heaven forbid, I did something that I didn't know um, that changed someone else. And so I appreciate you sharing that story. And I have a question for you because when you talk about Lameek and what it stands for and even the way that you share your story, like what are you hopeful for this year? What are you manifesting? What are you so intent and purposeful on? Whew, for this year, wow. I'm actually thinking about this year on just completing 
everything that's put in front of me, following through. Like that's my thing this year. My my thing this year is the good things, the great things are going to be attracted to me. Just do your part, Kim. Just complete, just finish, follow up. Just do your part and the rest will come. There's so many things that are happening. I mean, I bring up Brain Trust Founder Studio again because like, for instance, I'm in this community and there are things that the studio is doing to advance my business while I'm over here working on what I'm supposed to be doing. And so then what happens is then I can just marry with that when it's time and the opportunity presents itself and then I'm ready because I've completed and followed up on the things that I'm supposed to do. So I think for me, the huge intent is just to work within my space, do what I'm supposed to do. So when the opportunities come up, when they, I'm, I'm ready. And so showing up, coming ready and prepared because I've done that work and the things that I'm supposed to do on my side to complete, instead of thinking about and just staying off in space into, you know, and, and worried about things that haven't happened and just all of that, you know, lowering anxiety by just working on what I can complete and all of that and getting there. So for me, it's about being in the right mental space this year. It's about, you know, just completing, working on those tasks, really putting my all into the relationships that I have, checking on people, telling people what I really feel about them, not waiting on something to happen to them for me to you know, write a post to make it seem like I really cared about the person, like really telling them now, like all of those kind of different things. And I know sometimes people are wondering, like, how does that marry into business? But I believe that people are speaking my name in rooms that I'm not even in. I really don't have to worry about, will I get the opportunity? My responsibility is to make sure that I'm ready when the responsibility comes and that I am so present in the moment that I don't even miss it when it comes right in front of my face. Kim, that's it, right? We have to be prepared and we have to have faith to know that it's going to present itself. If we're not prepared when the opportunity arises, then we will miss our blessing. And I've been so bullish on that, that so much of it is like preparedness plus opportunity equals success. And we have to keep working. We have to look in our toolkit and we have to really be ready. And I've been trying to be so present because, you know, as founders, we're visionaries. Like we are like, and I own 15,000 buildings and there's founders everywhere and all the different things. And it's like, how about we have Founders House coming up at South by Southwest? Let's let's focus there um, as we build to these other things. And so it's great to have the vision, but it's also making sure that we're prepared, that we're in the moment, that we can see clearly. And, and that's a prayer I always have. Like, Lord, let me keep my eyes open so that whenever these relationships I've cultivated are here trying to support or this opportunity I've been praying for or this growth that I want or all of these amazing opportunities for the community of founders I serve, like, let me be ready, right? Let me and my team be ready to service. And so I love how you sum that up because we can get ahead of ourselves when sometimes it's just being present in the moment and completing the task because it's easy to hop around, but it's completing the task. Completing the task. And um, some of the, the things that we need to, like for me, I read Jamie's book, uh, Believe It, founder of It Cosmetics before we launched on HSE and I knew it was coming up and I read her book. 
And that was so good for me before I was getting ready to go in there. Now, um, Jenny from Brain Trust Founder Studio sent me uh, Leslie Blodgett's book. And I'm reading that now. And it, it's almost like I'm, I'm going to use this comparison real quick. When I was young, we had a dog. It was a chow. And the the chow chows, the dogs. And so we, we had that dog. And I remember my we going to the vet and my dad telling them, I want to make this dog a guard dog. We need to figure out how to make this dog a guard dog, you know, this and that. I want to be able to do this. And the veterinarian looked at my dad and said, this dog innately is a guard dog. It's nothing we need to do to this dog to make this dog a guard dog. He's going to look after y'all. He's going to be so protective of y'all. You have, and my dad kind of was like, I don't have to do nothing. Like, you know, he was sort of, you know how you just want to do something. And they were like, no, nothing. You're going to be fine. When I tell you that was the ultimate guard dog we had. <laughs> oh my gosh, that dog bit so many people. Um, but <laughs> but anybody came on the, by the house, you know, he was like coming for you. You know, but he was, so I use that to say, if we are innately hard workers, we're innately I'm sorry, we're black women who have come up from, you know, and used whatever we had to make it something like if I'm innately something, then why do I then need to hit myself over the head trying to become something that I already am? So all I need to do is make sure that I'm healthy and well to be able to just be present followers because I'm, I'm going to show up. I'm going to, you know do the things I need to do. I'm going to, all that is going to have, that's innately inside of me. And so I just think about that in regards to this whole, I, you know, idea that we're talking about now and this thought around, you know, what we want to happen this year, all those kind of different things. And it's just like, just like that little, that child we had, that dog was innately a guard dog. I'm innately uh, a person that's called to this industry that works hard and does all of that. So all I have to do is just Stay in a healthy mindset, read the books I need to read, you know, stay around the community that I need to stay around, all of those different things to be able to get to the goals that I have in mind. And those are the things that help me be successful and also honoring what I don't know. So the things that are not innate in me. So there are skill sets that I do not have and, and, and they don't come natural. So then I have to hire for that, you know, instead of I don't personally don't don't subscribe to trying to learn trying to like learn 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 and take all of that learning curve time when i could help invest or support somebody else who knows how to do something and have them come do it and work within um the company so that's something else that i that i figured out too that's helped a lot it's so interesting our ability to say what do i do well and where do i need the help and then solve for that And it's so important because that's how we're able to do more. And I just thank you and appreciate you for talking about Brain Trust Founder Studio because you you get it. Like that is my vision. That's my goal. That's why I wanted to do it to help make the pathway easy. And a lot of people don't know the work that we're doing in the back end. They may not hear from us, but we're working so hard to come up with new opportunities to introduce them to people. And when you said like your name coming up, I'm like, I'm sure you can feel it because we're talking about you all the time. Like, so it really is. It's understanding and, and having the belief that when you pour into others, they're pouring back into you and then making sure that you stay connected. I'm so thankful. So Kim, one thing that I I do want to talk to you about is this notion of family. 
because you talked early on about how your mom and dad never put the negativity on you, even after mistakes were made. And when we think about family as women, as founders, I was so fortunate to meet your family and to hug on them and to see you all in action. So talk about, you know, I get the email, I get the question all the time about balance. I'm not even going to put that on you, but just talk about the importance of family and what you're doing and how it's also interconnected in terms of where you are. I almost get speechless because I don't want to take credit for something that happened. And that is my husband, who a lot of people don't get to see and all of that. But believe me, I got a treasure box at home with a jewel in it. And Kendra, you got to see him in person and anybody ever like really been around me personally, you get to see. But I remember when I started Friday Night Live and I was trying to kick my daughter out the room. I was like, look, I'm trying to handle some bits. Like I need to talk to these women. They need to understand what I'm saying. Loretta, I do not have time. She was four years old at the time. I do not have time to go back and forth. You know, like, I'm like, get out of here. Even though I took over her room to start doing my I was like, get out of here. I got to do this. And my husband was the one like, let her be in there with you. Like, you know, I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, you know, like kind of thing. And so Mm -hmm. she kept popping back in the room. She would not leave. She kept coming back. And you know what? It was the best thing ever. Now she's my co-host on Friday night. (laughs) We spent so much time together. So I would just say, this is the part though, like about just sometimes you just have to give in. And even though it doesn't feel like what everybody else is doing, like nobody else has their child doing it. Does, now you're, you'll start setting the trend. Now you start seeing everybody kids, you know, show up or whatever. But the point is, is that go with that flow, lean in. Your balance is not somebody else's. My balance for me is having my daughter on there with me because we actually get to spend time together. And she woke up this morning and she's getting ready to leave. My husband taking her to school. And she goes, um, after we say our prayer, she goes, oh, you know what tonight is? And I was like, what, Loretta? It's Friday night live. Friday. <laughs> and she just goes up and she knows what tonight. And it's just like, we wouldn't have that if I wouldn't have just gave in. If I wouldn't have just gave in. Because it was not my idea. So I just can't take credit for it. But if I wouldn't have gave in. And so for me, that's what family has looked at, looked like. It has looked like uh, giving in, it has looked like, you know, going along with the circumstances that be. When we got ready to for HSN, um, anybody that follows me on social media would have saw that my flight got canceled on Southwest, a part of the Southwest chaos. And so no planes were going to Tampa to take me there. And I was supposed to be on air that, that, that next day. Um, and so we had to make a split second decision and we hopped in a car and drove 17 hours to Tampa, Florida to be on HSN. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And that wouldn't have happened without my husband just being like, let's go. And my daughter, I didn't pack up, you know, we just, I just threw some stuff in the bag and like, let's go because we don't get there. We won't get there in time. And my seven-year-old now at the time in the backseat for the ride, I mean, she took that ride. Um, And, you know, that's family. That is family and my sisters who support me, um, but that's family. And so I think that for me, it's just about just leaning in and actually a part of our wealth. We talk about generational wealth. It's not just a dollars thing, 
also generational wealth is the wealth that you're able to invest in your child now that they will carry to their children and then their children will carry to their children because the richness of love is so strong and my daughter will have this experience not only to become an entrepreneur no that's she can become a zookeeper if she wants whatever she wants to do but that 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 richness and wealth of love will just gush out of her to then give over that overflow to her children that's generational wealth too to me Oh my gosh, I'm I'm can hardly breathe for my cold and now I'm crying. It's just a whole it's a whole situation. Um I am just so moved by that. And I think it is such it is such a gift to be a parent and to have the gift of family um and everything that we do. And I I listen to you talk, it's just like I'm just so grateful. And I remember in my first company one of the one of the the moments when I knew I was separating from my other co-founders was when I had to go to New York every month for work. And I literally my child went to New York with me every month. And she was just like, why would you slept your schlep your child to New York? And I was just so taken aback. I was like, well, one, you don't schlep your children. Um, and two, this is a beautiful gift to be able to travel for work and to have your child. And if we try and keep our child in some weird silo box and not incorporate them in everything that we do, we can't change our lives and everything stops because you have a child. Like we have to be integrated as one whole family unit and keep going. And I knew in that moment that regardless of how good our business was, regardless of the money we had just raised, that our value system was not aligned in understanding the importance of children and that love that we have. And so I was getting emotional because I love that you leaned into it. And a lot of times we think like, oh my gosh, it's going to be easier over here. Would it have been easier for me to travel without my child and breastfeeding for all that time and all those things that, that we do? Like, yes, but would we have had those memories? And would we be so deeply connected now? Because we only have our children as we're realizing with eight and seven, like, they start to grow up. And so these moments of incorporating them and letting them see you. And I love this definition of generational wealth and how the next generation has to be better and greater and do more than what we're able to do. So Kim, you were just, you're everything. I can't wait to hug you. <laughs> I cannot wait to hug you too. You're, you're, I'm so grateful for you and whatever you do to be, to be who you are, continue to do that because it's working and, 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 and it's just who God created you. I know, but it's just, it's just working. And, and I just want you to know that I feel so seen in this community and I'm just so grateful for you. And I, you know, I, you know, sometimes we lay our head down at night and we wonder, is it all worth it? And I hope that, you know, my words just stick with you and you know that it is worth it. It is so worth it. I'm just so grateful. Thank you for those words. It really does mean so much. And it is a supreme honor and blessing <laughs> to have you in the community, to be in community together, um, and to just be part of the growth of everything that, that you are doing. And I'm, I'm just honored. So I'm grateful for you too. Um, thank you for your time. And I do have one last question because my producer will be like, you forgot the question. Um, <laughs> we just, in the sake of community, um, we always have to close out with, if there's one other brand that you can support 
and show love to. Part of the show is always giving back and being up others. So we're all going to be getting our Lamique, but if there's another brand. Um, oh, so now, now I must tell you, Kendra, that's a hard question for me because if you look at my bag, I have nothing but black and brown owned brands in my bag. So <laughs> uh, that's a hard one for me. I'm just going to shout out um, Mason276. Um, yes. she's my home girl from Houston. She's a middle-aged woman that I aspire to be. And so I think I'm just going to shout her out because, and plus I love her pomegranate body butter and all of that. <laughs> but again, when I think about beauty and what I aspire to become, um, she's everything I want to be like just everything about Angel. I love working with her son, uh, talk about family. Um, so yeah. That's what I'm going to shout out. I, I support Mason276 and her products for sure. Oh, my gosh. That's a beautiful one. I remember seeing you two in New York just all loved up. And it is lasting you guys in multiple cities. Yeah. Um, so that was a great one. So, Kim, thank you so much for being you. Um, so appreciate you. And I, I will see you soon. And every week I share an influencer I'm checking out. And thanks to Kim, make sure to follow Maison276. That is M-A-I-S-O-N-276 on Instagram. Founded by Angel Cornelius, another Brain Trust founder, studio founder. So make sure to follow Maison276. And as always, I want to leave you with one thing from today's guest. And that is write down your goals. We heard from Kim how her goals were manifested into greatness. So write down your goals and stick with it. All right, everyone. Don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and we love to hear from you. Leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next week. Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, assistant producer Jenny Salk, executive producer Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, edited by Fish Mar Creative, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcast, And on IG at Business of the Beat. Business of the Beat is a Mean Old Line Media production.